0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast.
1: Makes me that much stronger, makes me a little
2: bit makes me that much wiser, me And hi, and welcome to Fight
1: Club. Uh Kay is still stuck in a storm or something. She's gonna oh. join us in a little bit. So can I be Tay this week for a second,
0: can't Please be Tay. Please okay. be Tay for a moment. Yes.
1: Welcome to Fight Club. Kay has the best job. Yay. She's the one that gets to do the welcome. So welcome. Uh, we are a team of industry experts who help you fight for your business in the four areas of business that we notice a lot of businesses struggle. So we cover finance and marketing and people and systems. And every week we like to bring on a new guest that can share their experience and their expertise with us. And I'm so excited to have my dear friend, Kurt Kempton with us today. Um, we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. And so Kurt, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in just a second here. Um, and so my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also am the owner of Life's Accounting Company, where if you don't want to do the bookkeeping or the accounting or you're allergic to math, you can outsource those services to my office and team. And I own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company. So I'm really happy to be here on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to Fight Club. Kurt Kempton, tell us who you are, what you're about, and, and why you're here. I don't think he knows why he's here, but we're really happy.
3: Yeah, say, uh, <laughs> uh, the reason I'm here is because I love all these ladies and they invited me into this uh, Russian roulette of a meeting, but um, <laughs> I feel like that's what we'd I'm Kirk Hinton, I'm the founder of creator of the sales system that we know as responsible today. My job is to help business owners to close more jobs at higher average ticket prices with less effort. And uh, I have devoted my whole life to building sales systems that don't suck.
0: I love it, I love it. Welcome Kurt, I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. I tried to get Doug to stay to do a fight club like Video Bomb, uh, but he had to run today and my husband and I run Pink Collars. We put remote CSRs or customer service rock stars in your home service business and help you close sales and follow up with customers and do all of that hand-holding and customer service that you may need in addition to (laughs) bid.
2: And I'm so excited you're here. Welcome, (laughs) Kurt. And I'm Martha Woodward. Um, I am founder of Quality Driven Software, co-founder. And uh, I have an online course and membership all about people and management. And so welcome. Welcome to Fight Club. And yes, Megan, he's not just your guest. He's all of our guests. You're right. You're right. That's
4: (laughs) right. And you noticed his haircut. So, I mean, we all know (laughs) where we rank. And we don't have Bobby Walker here. So, like, yeah, Kurt. Out of the three of us, which one are you close? No, just kidding. We're oh, not going to do the Bobby Walker.
3: <laughs> do that. <laughs> well, only only one of you has been to my house, so. hmm. That's
2: oh, correct. That, that that is correct. Yeah.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The other two of you and Taylor need to get on it. Get the beat.
2: <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm.
2: But going. I haven't been I'm to your new shoot. house yet. That's,
3: that's so true. I In have Jamaica. to come to your
2: new house and beat these other two.
3: The two wave. Right.
2: I do wave every time I'm in the Phoenix Airport.
3: You're that's like, that's true. Megan I has sent me so many texts. I'm waving <laughs> from Sky Harbor. And I'm Like, that is so far away from me. It's a 45 minute drive. But it, if I got a more heads up, I could like be at the gate waiting.
2: Mm-hmm. And now yeah, she well, blocks or
4: you.
3: Yeah, here.
4: <laughs> that's right. That that is kind of Martha's fault, actually, Kurt. You have Martha to thank for this. So, so I don't get the
3: credit for that. It all she, worked
4: out. It all worked out. Um, okay, well, I was hoping Tam would be here because usually she's the one that starts and we have this whole order. We're very OCD about this, yeah. group, but we're going okay. to have to, we're going to have to go out <laughs> of order this week. Um, so we're going to start with finances and funny story. I was trying to think yesterday, what did I want to bug you about? Because there are so many things that I wanted to bug you about, like how you doubled the profits of my business in the first year of using ResponseBID. And this is not a commercial for ResponseBID, but like, I like money and your software makes me a lot of money. So I thought we could talk about that. And then I was thinking like, or how I booked almost six figures from the first week of using Responsive Ed because you have such good email automations and follow-up sequences and all these really cool things that make my office manager job way easier. And then I was thinking we could just talk about Bobby Walker because, you know, like that's a favorite <laughs> subject. <laughs> and,
1: and, oh, and then
4: no. I, you know, <laughs> then I was thinking, like, I kind of want to bug you about your five-star window cleaning top secret training program, but then that's stepping on Martha's toes and I know it's kind of top secret, so I'm going to stay away from that one. Um, so I think, well, I have two choices and I'm going to let you choose. I never let the guests choose. One, <laughs> we could talk about level up because I think it's amazing that you oh, built yeah. a profitable business that now gives back. And you give back to people that you serve and you give back with your user base which i'm all about giving back and i think that's pretty amazing so we could talk about that
3: that would be that would be a really fun one to talk about
4: okay the other thing we could talk about though is sales because here's the thing we cover systems people marketing and finance but we don't talk about sales very much and sales are kind of the root of having a strong financial healthy company because if you have all your percentages in line you know, sales is where we start, and then everything dials in down below that. And you run a sales conference for the service industry—the only sales conference for the entire service industry. So I was like,
2: I feel like oh, we sales a okay.
0: I have an idea.
2: Okay, take, take uh, Tay's place and do sales. Yep. And, and then you. you can be you Ooh. and do... level up. Okay, I
4: love it. Yeah, with it. All right, so. Perfect. I don't want to lead you because you are an excellent speaker and you know exactly what you're talking about but you have given a couple of talks in our friendship that have changed my life so i am going to lead you with that very like you know big shoe to fill that you talk a lot about sales behavior and why your software is different than any other software out there because you really do pay attention to behavior so that is my leading question and you have a few minutes to banter with us about that leading
0: question
3: Sure. So so basically, my whole approach to sales is that there are two, in my experience, there's two types of service business owners. There's the one who really embrace sales, and they want to be very hands on and get in there and, and really coax every sale through and hire sales people and stuff, because they don't have any weird stigma or hesitations about sales. And then there's a lot of other people who have had usually the common thread is they had a really negative sales experience where someone sold them something they didn't need or want. Um, they were they, they felt like they were worked over. And they felt dirty after working with a salesperson. <laughs> so then once they have to give themselves the title of salesperson, um, and I by the way, I the reason I started responsible is because I was one of these people um, is that it doesn't fit their DNA. A lot of people and, and in the service industry, I think that's uh, every time I do it, uh, like a, like a by raise of hands, it's like 98% of the people raise their hand because that's, that's me. That's, I feel dirty when I do sales. Yeah, <laughs> so I hate the, sales. Thing else, <laughs> the thing is, is that, um, it's a shame because if done correctly, sales is actually the, one of the greatest opportunities you have as a business owner, it's where you get to extend yourself personally into so many people's lives and be able to maximize. And of course, the reason we have a business is to be profitable, which I'd love to talk more about numbers about that in a minute. But what I've done is I've I've tried to distill down in those two categories what their their experience is. A salesperson done properly will feel really good and wholesome, but that really bad thing I I like to call that like the snake oil salesman. It's the person who's walking around with one elixir who fixes all your problems. Just give me your money. Just give me your money. Take this elixir that's made out of sugar water and i'm going to tell you it's snake oil and it's going to fix all this stuff for you and whatever your problem is this is the solution and the solution really doesn't come down to anything other than the transaction the snake oil salesman doesn't care what's in the bottle they don't care what happens after the sale they really only care about taking your money and going to the next sale and so when someone has dealt with a snake oil salesman who's selling cars or someone who's selling maybe multi-level amount marketing products or you know whatever it was that uh that was dirty we start relating relating that really dirty experience when really a good sales experience is more like a doctor. I mean, if you went to the doctor and the doctor was like really afraid of being um, too salesy and you walk in, you're like, oh, doc, I've been struggling with this thing for so long and it hurts so bad. And they're like, yeah, that, oh, wow. Well, (laughs) um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like charge you more for tests. And I don't want to, I don't really want you to have to buy any prescriptions. Maybe just maybe just get some rest. Um, call me in a couple of weeks if it's still hurting. I, I don't want to, you know. If, you know, if you get a doctor that was like that, you'd feel really ripped off. You want someone to come at you, help you find, ask the questions, what's the solution, and get and and get that. And you'd actually appreciate a doctor who got you the testing that you needed, or or the medication that, that made you feel better and, and got you onto the path of recovery. And the fact is, is that every time your phone rings, somebody has a solution that they're they're looking to get. And the problem is, is that if if you come at it too soft, you're actually doing a disservice to your customer. And like Megan said, all your sales add up to 100%. No matter how big your business is, 100% of the money into your business adds up, and that's your sales. And then everything else in your business is a percentage of that. So your labor will be a percentage of that hundred percent. Your fuel costs will be a percentage of that hundred percent. Your marketing costs, your your uniform costs, your safety training costs, your chemical costs, all the different costs that you have in your business are all a percentage of that hundred percent number. And if you don't elevate that hundred percent number to make it so that all of those percentages that need to be what they are, if they don't, if that math doesn't work, you failed your family. You failed your employees. You failed your customer. Like. There's just so many people. And so I guess what I try to tell people is please don't let your bad experience with a terrible snake oil salesman salesperson make you into the person who is not doing right by your business and your family and your customers.
4: Well, and I feel like you've taken away the snake oil salesman and your product. Uh, my husband, Jeff. Uh, we talk about him a lot on Fight Club. everything and Kurt knows Jeff, so he was like terrified <laughs> of sales. Like he was the guy that Kurt would say he would like leave the bid and he would like hide and he would like run away and be like, "Call yeah. me if you want." You know that was Jeff, yeah. and you, he would like. You for a bid, he probably you wouldn't yell. You, he,
3: down, yeah. you hand it to him and you run back to your car. Yes. Staff.
4: Run. Yeah, run. And he probably would whisper, like, just call if you want to get on the schedule. He might still kind of do that, but thanks to Responsible, he doesn't do that many bids anymore because Responsive does most of our bids for us. And I remember like two years ago, we were on vacation and Jeff is the only person in our company who's ever done bids and Martha will tell us everything that's wrong with that and she's been working on it and we're trying to fix it. but. <laughs> Uh, we were on vacation and we were unplugged in a national park for two weeks, almost three weeks. And we got back and responsive it had done like 49 bids for us. And there wasn't any like sneaky sliding it under the door call if you want. Like these people were scheduling themselves, they were choosing a package that was exactly what they wanted. And it's been amazing because now Jeff does estimates once a week. There's about three to five of them every week. And those are like the in person ones that just have too many. Too many exceptions based on the software. And it's just become really efficient for us. And I think it's made for a better user experience because Kurt could talk about this for an hour. He actually could talk about this for like three hours or eight hours. But he talks about how, like if your customers are on the internet and they're wanting to buy your services, don't make them call you and talk to you. Don't make them like, not if
3: they don't want to, right? That they don't want I mean, right. to. Yeah. Do, but yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That was really good. Uh, did we hit it well enough, ladies? Yeah. Sales. Okay. I, we, I mean we we've talked about how Fight Club needs more sales discussions, but we're all we're all works in progress here
3: on this topic. Maybe, so. maybe one thing uh, hey. one thing I'll just I'll just add is that um, you know, I've talked to Michelle uh, quite a bit and one of the things about sales is that if you're if you have it just a straight up script, it's going to come off more snake oil salesperson. Michelle's talked about systems. And, and one of the things that amazed me about her is that she'll always pull out like this crazy system. That's like really tuned for the specific thing it's designed for. One of the things about a system is that it allows scripts to be used, which are a very important part of every business and training new people. One of the things I admire about pink collars is that you could literally hire someone for your business and then Michelle will train them and onboard them and get them running your business really, really well, but a system usually has branches in it, you know, like, um, if the customer wants this, go this way. If the customer doesn't want that, go the other way or, or whatever. Anyway, my point is, is that you could have 15 or 20 micro scripts or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever in, in your sales process. If, if we're talking about just the phone portion of it or the in-person portion and those scripts mixed up properly, given the input of customers, can turn into thousands of of different types of scripts just because of the (laughs) variation. And so people who are worried about not being themselves, the fact is, is that everybody wants to put their best foot forward. So if you'll spend the time investing in those little micro scripts and understanding how your sales system works, if you just spend a little bit of time, you'll see that not only can you get the right thing to every customer in the best possible light, but you'll also feel, see how natural it feels. And that's why it's so amazing that you can take you know, one little thing like window cleaning or pressure washing or you know, maid service. It doesn't matter what your service is, but you don't have to fit into the box of every other cleaning company that does similar services to you because at the end of the day, and I'm sure this is a part Martha would hit on, is that every business is as individual as the owner's values. So anyway,
4: yeah. Uh, Can I brag on you for two (laughs) seconds? again sorry and actually i just love responsive and uh we use it for a window cleaning company if you haven't picked that up and martha uses it um and michelle we had to hire pink collars and she was able to pick up our response in like 24 hours and get it off and running and it was amazing because it does make a really good system (laughs) so it's so good that i signed up for responsibility recently for my accounting company and i did Yay. that because my office manager has been wanting to transition to sales and she's really struggled with all those paths of the tree because she doesn't have a background in accounting and she has a little bit of confidence issues around bookkeeping and so we got responsive because the call screen walks her through every one of those decision tree points and i've done all the math behind the scenes in the pricing matrix so that she can have confidence in the output that comes out it also has the disqualifier so it can be terrifying when you're selling a product like accounting services and maybe you're not going to be the best accountant for that client i was able to put in those disqualifiers for her that would give her the red flag like oh let's maybe stop this conversation and and talk to megan or oh maybe we're not the best fit you know in her sales mm-hmm. script here's some recommendations of people who are so i know we're here to serve the service industry and i love what responsibility does for my business but That's a really good point about sales scripts. And for me, it's also a huge confidence boost for for a very qualified staff member who just needs like a better system to follow, a better tool to follow so that she can really excel. So thank you, Kurt, and Responsived. You're the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tay. Thank you, Tay slash Megan okay Megan, you're up again <laughs> no let's let's go, go
4: around and we can finish with me okay if Tay comes back i'll let her come back so
0: okay perfect do you want me to go next i'll go next
4: we're all yeah. out of order kurt like we don't know what to do there's
0: no yeah. Yeah. Okay. That to do. Yes. okay so i was looking up in preparation for seeing you uh i was looking up some of the stats on sales follow-ups and what it really requires to follow up with people to close sales. And there's tons of stats out there, but the general rule of thumb that I'm finding is it looks like the number five is pretty important. Five touches, either five emails or a text in a couple of emails or a phone call and a couple of texts. And tell me how ResponsiBid helps to sequence those. And as a user, you can go in and modify those touch points, correct?
3: Yeah, so tell me tell
0: yeah. me how that works so that people understand because that's a huge help in this system of sales. It's funny we
3: I've dedicated my life to <laughs> learning how the mechanisms of sales work, and it's funny that that stat. Um, yeah, it, when I first got in, everybody <laughs> agreed it was seven. Then okay. it like when it's like thirty and like fifty, and now we're back <laughs> down to five. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the, I think that the the true reality of it is that there's averages and then there's your business's averages. Um, just remember that any average, you need to have higher numbers, and then there'll be less. There'll be some people on the very first interaction that are going to go go with you, and we've all experienced that. You kind of walk in, you put your solution out, and the person you're working with is, uh, as they say in the uh, the personality disc profile, they're the D. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Let's go. Let's. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but your people who are going to study it out, they're the ones who bring the averages <laughs> uh, basically up, right? And the number of touches that it takes. So I would never let anyone like get away with only having five touches in your sales process because, okay. because the people who are only getting to take one touch um, are throwing your your numbers off and you, you, you want to capture the people who need 10. So okay. um, what I would say is, is that in response, to the way we designed it was that you basically build out, um, we call them statuses, but really uh, maybe a better way to think of it is buckets. Every mm-hmm. single one of your customers, no matter what, of the buying process they're in they're in a bucket that is similar to other people there's Mm -hmm. the people who have gotten a quote but you never heard another word back that's we call those open people um there's people who are pending people who Mm -hmm. got a quote said yeah i think i'd like the schedule let's get a date but there's never been a date chosen so it's never actually it like it's warmer than open but not yeah not not quite there yet yeah and then of course there's uh there's everything in between and then there's declined and declined yeah. is actually the gold. Um, so maybe I'll just spend a moment talking to you yeah, ladies about decline, because that's the one I feel that like full on Thanksgiving dinners get shoved off the table and it hits the floor. Like when we're not talking about crumbs, we're talking about <laughs> big, gigantic turkeys that are hitting the floor. So what's happening is, is people are going out and giving quotes and the person says, no, we're going to go a different way. And, and as the snake oil salesman scaredy-cats that we are, because we don't want to be that guy, what we do is we go, okay, thanks. Thanks for your time, goodbye. Yep, see you later. <laughs> run away. And the, there's a big problem with that. The problem is, is that we know when we gave that quote that we offered the right service for them. And we know that ethically, we would always do the right thing for our customers. So when you run away, you run <laughs> away. You let them choose the low cost provider. And maybe the low cost provider will be able to do service well for a week or a month or a year, but ladies, what do we know is kind of the common thread with the low cost provider when someone makes a decision on price. Yeah,
0: It ends up biting them in the backside. (laughs) Generally speaking, yeah, it just doesn't work out.
3: Yeah, it'll typically have its way of falling apart. And that's what I was saying earlier about sales. Everything is a, is a percentage of that top line. So if the low cost provider is bringing on tons and tons of customers at a low price, their 100% number may only be you know, too small to support the marketing, to support the labor costs, to support the fuel costs, to support the insurance costs. At some point, someone who's underpriced Will not be able to serve their customer anymore because 100 percent will only divide so many ways. many
0: ways. Yeah,
3: and and the dollars that they translate to may not support an effective business. Certainly, probably not communication. They're not going to have the office staff. They can't they can't afford the office staff that's necessary. Yeah. So what's going to happen is is that every time someone tells you no and they go with the low cost provider, the chances are that they made the decision based on price and they will leave the decision based on something else the price was good but the blank was bad the communication was bad the service was bad the quality was bad Um, Mm -hmm. the way the customer the employees that came in my home smelled was bad you know it doesn't matter what it was but at some point they say you're leaving and i'm going to start finding a new person again well if you had a declined status when someone said no to you that said you know in the very first email the the first follow-up i always recommend in the de- oh taylor's here Taylor's i here. Hey, um, you don't
5: even
3: want to know how i
5: have my computer set up right now
4: guys <laughs> i kind of want you to take off your background so you can see where you
3: are but we won't
0: make you <laughs>
5: we'll make you
0: okay sorry kirk
4: sorry. Um,
5: sorry, anyway,
3: <laughs> in the decline status if we start out by telling the customer we're sure that you made a great decision number one we're supporting the customer in their decision we're not coming off as we're 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 going and putting our arm around their shoulder and looking forward with them, saying, "I'm sure whatever you've done is good." We're not taking an offensive approach, like, "Well, we're sure you're probably going to be dissatisfied at some point, so call us." Like, yeah. what kind of customer would like be like, "Oh, cool! I'm glad they have no faith in my decision-making skills." <laughs> it's so terrible. You start off by by letting them know, you know, we're sure that you made a great decision for you. Yeah. However, we are we are 100% committed to your satisfaction. So if there's anything, anything we can do please let us know, you know, because when that person comes to pressure wash their house and their zebra stripes, they don't want to feel stupid (laughs) calling you back. Right. Um, if, uh, so, so the first email is really just setting the stage for. we think you're great. And if something ever went bad at any point, we're the kind of per people that won't rub it in your face. Okay. And, and you don't say it that way, obviously. Okay. I, I don't think there's anyone listening that, that would think that that's how you're gonna say <laughs> it, but that's the that's the undertone. The second email goes out at a proper interval when they probably have received service and maybe had had bad service. So the second email or text or whatever is gonna basically come out and say, you know, hi, customer, uh, I just I know that you ended up going a different route than us and had some services completed. We hope they turned out wonderfully for you. But in the meantime, we just wanted you to know we're here for you. And um we think, you know, we, we love what we do. And if there's ever anything you any questions you have for us or so that we can answer, we are be happy to do it. Because when someone just had someone up on their roof that didn't kill all the moss or that that for whatever they had reason had a bad experience, they're at that point not even gonna be calling you. They they would be a little bit embarrassed to come back and say, can you come fix it? It would be more like do you think that this picture that I'm sending you right now is good quality work? So, you basically want to fish and see if they'll come back to you with some sort of uh, like, you're the expert. Can I get a second yeah. opinion from you on if this person <laughs> did a good job? Um, or is it normal for people to show up three days later than what they said they were going to show up? Well, that wouldn't be normal our company, but we do find that that is pretty common in uh, in the area. It's something that we pride ourselves in not doing, you know. And now you can see how all of a sudden you're turning the tide and you're opening a conversation because the decline status is all about not leaving the conversation. The moment you say goodbye to someone, it's all over. But if if you use a decline status and you put someone in and you have like 10 touches over the next five years. Sure. What, what happens is, is you're just keeping the same conversation going and you're never saying goodbye yeah. now they haven't ever given you any money but at some point the people who they're <laughs> paying money to won't yeah. answer the call. and here is this this person i've never given money to and they are constantly giving me good value and not annoying me and all of a sudden at some point when they're dissatisfied with the other person they still remember your name they remember who you are and they remember how you made them feel and they remember that this person does not evaporate so, you know sometimes huge, they call us. Huge. Sometimes
4: they call us and they're like, "Yeah, you did it last time." And we're like, "No, we didn't." But I mean, you email me. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, well, they'll call us thinking we were the provider cuz we're in the oh. inbox. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so fun. And we're right. like, "Well, clearly the other guys didn't email you. They they left no
0: impressions." So, <laughs> sure. Okay, we're happy to give you a new quote. <laughs>
3: Yeah, love
0: yeah. it, love it, love it. OK, I want to touch briefly on integrations because everybody wants to know how can they plug ResponsiBid into a CRM that they use now or a system that they use now. So just highlight your top providers that you integrate with, and then I'm going to bounce you over to Martha.
3: So please. <laughs> yeah, so so it's just important people understand that ResponsiBid is not an operational CRM. It's basically yeah. the part that gets people to buy from you first and also in the future. Um, we are not a work order system. We read your calendaring system. We can create work orders once the job is sold. But we connect really well with Jobber, with Customer Factor, Service Monster, House Call Pro. House Call Pro. Yep.
0: Um,
3: we okay. have Zapier connections that can yep. be useful for different things. Um and um not to get too into the whole Ferrari update, but yeah. <laughs> right now one of the most exciting things is is that. We're looking, it's looking like um, there's a lot of dominoes that have had to fall this year, and we've spent a lot of time setting up dominoes so that when we push one, it'll all connect. Um, but we're getting ready to move into rewriting all of our connections. And so um, we're really excited right now, about in about 30 days from now, um, we can't launch it until it connects because our software is very reliant on connections, and um, they're all about to get a lot stronger. So we're, we're super excited. I love and it. Quality, okay, awesome. Quality-driven
4: software is a completely yeah. automated process for us because we have response been talking to Jobber, talking to QDS, and it triggers all of our surveys for us automatically,
3: so. Actually, QDS QDS falls in the same category and Syngem too, where we're not, like, we're all CRM-ish, but not yeah. CRMs. Mm-hmm. And we all work best when we connect like a big web.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so, Martha
3: and I kinda, that's where we come together. Love too. it.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Thanks, Kurt. I love it. Thank uh-huh. you. So Kurt, there was a conversation about ResponsiBid yesterday in a cleaning business group. And, uh, anyway, I asked the person, she was asking about ResponsiBid, wasn't happy with her current online booking system. And I said, well, what are you not happy about? And she said it was the customer service. And I said, well, I haven't had to use support very much myself, but I can vouch for it's a great team and da da da. da. And um <laughs> it's funny. Susan Stalker, I know she wouldn't mind me saying her name. She goes, I call them every day and their service, <laughs> hot, hot, you know. I, like, I don't know what she has to call you about, but I talk- people to visit <laughs> with.
4: I talked to David every day for eight weeks. I think when we first yeah. set it up. Poor David. I think we well, on David access after Megan because it was so bad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the most important things about um, about well, let me just real quick go through our company values, and this will answer some questions. But like Susan Stalker, she's got a very large company, and and there's a lot of like added complexity with a company that size. Um, we we just love serving but our mission in in synthesize as a company that makes responsive is to restore order and enthusiasm to the to what we call the blue collar worker basically the people who most software companies are like uh, we'd rather work with dentist offices you know <laughs> but, um, what our first value is that we're a family that treats each other like royalty and we do it through uh, service and a lot a little bit of weirdness so, um, that's, that's sort of our internal value about how we treat each other. But the second thing is we keep it real. And that is because I used to own a service business and I heard those corporate jargon speak, people come and try to like help me. And, um, it's, it's just condescending and annoying and it's, it's unnecessary. So we always keep it real, but the one thing that, uh, our values I think where, where if you contact our service, you will always feel this, is that one of our values is service is the glory. So we're not looking to be on a pedestal. The fact that we get to serve you, the fact that people allow us. When you reach out to us through chat <laughs> or call us or we get to talk to you, that's the glory right there. Just the fact that you trust us with your business. So like when you talk to David or Hunter or Haley or me or anybody else. We're just grateful that you guys, as you're building your business your empire, that you're trusting us to be part of that empire. So anyway, there's a few other things, but, but um, giving back, good. inspiring passion, those are all things that, uh, that we live by here.
2: So I cover something around people and uh, people management. And I have to tell the story of when Kurt and I met. So Megan, I was like his stalker and uh, (laughs) I can always say she was my stalker. Uh, I, but it was a small room and I didn't know who Kurt was from Adam. And then he was on stage and you know how, when you're listening and then all of a sudden, like it could be a cartoon because I think if they would have had a camera on me, I would have been probably you know doing something else during the talk and then i was like oh wait and then you know my eyes got bigger and bigger and i'm like (laughs) i like this guy and uh, (laughs) he was talking about his when he ran his window cleaning company and he was talking about their core values and basically some of the systems he had around his employees. And he was talking about his career ladder, which I don't know if you know, I just started a a membership and next month we're talking about a career ladder. But one of the things that um, I, I know and I've read recently is that when you're talking blue collar workers, honestly, there's that's like one of the very top benefits is having, just imagine, so if you're, you know, like if you didn't go to college, maybe you didn't even finish high school and you come into a new company normally you're going to feel a little stuck and almost oppressed, you know like i got this job it's going nowhere you know and feeling bad about yourself but then if you step in a job where you come in and i'm sure you had this i have on the wall a career ladder and it tells you exactly what you have to do to move to each step. And now there are possibilities. Now I can grow. I see, you know, I can see some value in myself, which is sad, but it's not always there for our employees. And, uh, you talked about your program. I'd love for you to talk about it a little bit, but, uh, it's, it is one of those things that you inherently knew you had to do it, and um, that's when I was like rushing the stage after you were done. Going, <laughs> okay, I got this conference in San Diego in like a I month. Heard this. I and, do uh, that. Yeah, so and that I'm was- like, we don't even know each other, but you have got to come and speak at the
3: conference. <laughs> that was uh, A-G-S-X. AGSX, right? Yep.
0: yep. Yeah, I love it.
3: Well, um, as you're saying that, you reminded me of the problem. I mean, I had a real problem in my company. Uh, My company was a labor company. And and I didn't think that. It was just that when I hired people, they just were laborers and that was all they could ever be. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand why I was having turnover issues and employee problems. I mean, they cared so little about their jobs. I realize there's no carrot in front of them. In fact, as you were saying that I had this like analogy come to my mind, like can you imagine walking into a party and you're like, cool, I drove myself to the party. I'm here to have some fun and everybody's talking in circles and you walk up to like get into a conversation and they like kind of look at you and just kind of like edge you out. Like cir- the circle tightens a little bit. Um, that's gotta be what it feels like to come into a company where it's like, there's nowhere to go. There's no way to progress. I don't even know where, like, where's the food? I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna like mingle with people, but there's no way to like mingle because there's no like, wait, it's completely different than someone answering the door and be like, Martha, you're here at the party. These yeah. are the people, extroverts, all the introverts are hanging out on the couch over here. We got movies playing. If you just wanna sit and just chill, the food's all over here. You gotta try this thing, it's delicious. You know, like just that difference right there doesn't cost you anything. But the experience is a night and day difference when you show up to the party. And I feel like that's what businesses are like is that, you know, hey, do you know how to fog a mirror? Okay, cool. You're alive. You're breathing. Um, cool. We'll I hire you. <laughs> and then you show up, and then there's no training program. There's no way for me to feel like, how am I going to, how do I know if I'm good at what I'm doing? How do I, you know, who's going to help me mentor me through this? And that was the problem I had to solve with my certification program was that I realized that. When I brought people in the best they could hope to happen was that they would figure out how to be a really good window cleaner and pressure washer and then at some point like they're going to ask me for a raise and I wouldn't know for sure how to know if if they got a raise and it was a whole disaster it was it was it really was a train wreck um I just didn't even know it so my certification program was designed around basically when you come when you came to the interview I opened up the certification program. And the first thing I said is, if you're here just to be a laborer, you're gonna hate this job. But um, I can promise you this, is that if you work for this window cleaning and pressure washing business, you may not always work here, but you will always look back at as the most growing time in your life. And that includes if you go to college. Mm -hmm. And I would say that in the interview, and I would see some people be like, dude, What what is this guy smoking? I'm here to just wash windows, and and I knew what I needed to know then, right? And then there was people who were like, whoa! I didn't think I was allowed to have this kind of experience in my life. I thought I was resonating since I was a high school dropout. I thought that I would just be whatever. But my certification program was designed to basically take you from level one to level five. And at level one, you pass a drug test and you have a nice personality. Mm -hmm. At level two. You're a proficient proficient window cleaner, and you probably clean windows about as good as someone who's cleaned windows for about five years, and um, that's pretty good. But we were intentional, so we knew that we could train you up in that, like within two months. I mean, there's not you're you're getting glass wet and drying it off. I mean, it's not science, rocket science. And then, um, and then level three means you know how to run a job, and that you've got amazing customer service skills, and you've read three different books, written reports on them, and taken tests. And then um, level four means that you've basically started to run and lead. And level five shows that you're a complete mentor. At each level, you get a raise. You, um, your raise is dependent on your success and the success of people you've trained. And it shows that you know how to, you know, as you go through safety is the first level and all the way from running a safe job site to one that people are raving about and writing reviews about you online. And you know, 100, 100, you know, there's there's all sorts of stuff. But when I'm showing them in the interview that they're going to be reading the book How to Win Friends and Influence People, taking a test and writing a report on it, and that they're going to read Delivering Happiness and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and all these different books, some people would respond with like, "Wait, wait, wait! I think I'm in the wrong spot. I'm here as a window washer." And when you're showing them that paper and they're and they're having that experience, that's like are you ready to flip your paradigm or do you, is that really what you want? Is that the legacy that you want to build? And that would root out certain numbers of people. But let me tell you, my company went from having cancer and like, it was just a sucky place to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) to being like the most fun. I I just loved it. Everybody's learning and growing. Everybody has one earbud in their ear when they're outside of the house. Um, They're talking in the trucks about different things about the business. They have to come up with experiences in their report about how they learned something from how to win friends and influence people and how they used it out in the field with a customer or another employee or whatever. And like, basically they started taking things and like being in real life. And as a former college student, I graduated as the outstanding graduating student in my class at ASU's business school. And you know what, that was all theoretical. That was the hardest part about business As I got out, um, started running my business. And I thought that because I was getting such good grades, and I my teachers were writing reports about how great of a student I was, I thought this I'm gonna come out and this is gonna be easy. First thing my account says, what kind of what kind of uh, business entity do you want to be? What? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I literally graduated from business school, did not know the difference between LLC, S corp, C corp, uh, sole proprietor. I, I didn't know any of that garbage, and. I'm like the first question out of the gate, I didn't even know the answer to. And as you know, I've been, you know, as Josh Latimer says, jumping off a cliff and building an airplane on the way down the whole time. <laughs> I thought I had the blueprints. I thought I had everything I needed. And what I found was, as soon as you get your team on board and you realize that you're the cheerleader coach, that's all you are. You are the cheerleader coach, that you're hard on your people when they need to be yelled at, not even, not even yelled at, they need to be corrected and helped. and shown what the path is and and that and you celebrate the living daylights out of people who are killing it once you put yourself into that role the whole thing changes whole thing yeah marlo says
0: she loves you
4: love it love it marlo
0: says i love good yeah i'm taking notes i'm literally taking notes (laughs) Uh,
4: jeff's gonna have to watch this later because kurt doesn't talk about the five star very often and no he
2: doesn't yeah that's good I, I always pin him down about that and and it's not you know it's not about the specifics of your program it's about the intention behind yeah. it and that is it i because we've talked about everybody wants to like you know copy a program
3: and Kurt, can you give me your program so i can copy it i'm like that's kind of like saying, Kurt, can you send me the menu for the week that you're going to eat? I'm going to make all the food that you're eating. Like, have your own tastes, people. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if you're not intentional, you'll always have chaos. And that's what Martha was just saying, is that what do you want? It all starts with you grabbing a notepad. I don't have one with me right now, but you grab your notepad. Oh, you can't even see it in this thing. But you start writing, you start just writing a list of all the things that you hate that are happening. Because normally that's really easy to do. What are all the things that are happening in your business that you can't stand? And then from there, and, and it might take you a while. Like that my list was like 12. Long, when I started my certification program, I started with a legal pad of 12 pages of stuff that I just could not stand anymore. And wow. from there, <laughs> you start building, okay, then what do I want? And yep. that changes everything.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So and, uh, I the people that because I I work with a lot of people on their culture, some never get it, but the people who get it, like Jeff, and uh, got some people in lawn care, uh, Hobie, Hobie and Jeff oh are in the gosh. same boat <laughs> that come and at the beginning they're like it's their damn job they should do their
3: job you know. <laughs> And uh, they should be reading my mind. They should know what I want. What's wrong with these people? I pay them for. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I pay my people good and I can't keep anyone because there's no good work out there. I pay tons of money and it's like, bro. Nobody
4: wants to work
3: and they're all just terrible. Like I am diagnosing you right now. You don't know what you even want. And if you do, (laughs) you've never made it clear to anybody else.
2: Yep. So, but yeah, the people who it clicks with it's so fun to watch and, uh, and Hey, it had to click with me. I mean, I was like you, I was, I had an MBA, I thought, oh, I mean, I can run a maid service and, uh, you know, I had, I had supervised people and I thought I can run a maid service. And I swear, I cried the first three years, you know, I was just like,
3: this is horrible, Because your MBA taught you how to be a good corporate America oh, yeah. um, cubicle filler, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And And when you started your business and you realized that you needed to be, well, I mean, like I said, the real turn that people make and that I had to make, I just wanna make sure everyone understands, I am passionate, and excited about this because I did beat my head against the wall and had the blood and scars right. to prove it. And I turned the corner and realized if you become the cheerleader coach, if you realize that's your role, yeah. like you'll love your job. Again, your employees will love working for you again. You'll understand what you want. You'll be able to turn your business into the vehicle that's driving you to where you're trying to go and, yeah. and anything less than that. Will just be this disaster if you keep you know the definition of insanity just keep doing the same thing every day and not getting any closer to where you're trying to go. And frankly, you'll be out in the desert because you don't even know where you're trying to go so um yeah I I do agree that the education is it's nice like Mm -hmm. i'm not telling anyone not to go to college i'm just saying don't go to college and expect it to make you an entrepreneur.
2: Right right yeah so. All right, we could talk about that. Man, (laughs) Hey, So Tay,
4: I took your turn and we talked about sales. So you can have your turn now and talk about marketing. Or on the table as an option is talking about
5: level up, but
4: totally your choice. That That would
5: be awesome. that That would be a fun one. What do you think, Kurt? I well do level up i love it
3: i love level up. i do love love i could talk about level up forever <laughs> I, as you guys have noticed i think that if we were like to break down this episode of how much talking i've done i think like 92 percent of the talking has been me and i apologize for that. <laughs> hey, uh, that's,
4: that's, good. That's, that's why good. you're here we're, we're using you kurt we, and we like we've been saving up i mean we all really wanted you on the show and and they were like wait we haven't had kurt yet No, so we're glad you're here and i'm glad that we're going to take up the whole hour because it's absolutely worth it um yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it to you then to choose what you want to talk about you might have had something else prepared so no pressure
5: no but i think we should because it was it literally changed my life i mean i don't know how to say it besides that level up program is the one thing that right now in our business i'm able to now say like we're building a second truck you know we have two employees damian's almost out of working in the field like there are so many things that have happened in these last three months of being in this program that i would be overjoyed to talk about it so that way other people can have the same experience that i have and be able to step into that role of being a business owner and running a business versus working in your business because i i we were talking about it last night like we can't believe that we were able to just get to this point like we we this is what we've dreamed about it's what we thought about forever and now we're here and it's Yay. all because of the blood program 100% that is so
4: cool that is Yay. so start cool. crying i'm going to start crying <laughs> okay,
5: so. uh, wait you have to back
4: up and tell everybody what a level up is cuz i think people break really it know. down yeah break yeah, it down yeah break
3: it down <laughs> well if i could i'd like to i'd like to just start off by saying that i was talking about our company values um For the longest time for anyone who's never started a software company there's something you need to know it's kind of like taking a wheelbarrow full of cash and setting it on fire you 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 basically are just just (laughs) burning cash so fast you have none ever and to make it worse is you're hiring what i call doctors in pajamas which means that every developer you hire they make as much money as a doctor but they're still living in their mom's basement and they just have ADD and they have no work ethic, but they know things that no one else knows. So they get to like have the pay. So I burned so much cash that one of my values was always giving back. I always want to be the person who gives back. In fact, if you listen to any book from any financial guru, I don't care if it's Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman or um, any, any of the people like uh, uh, Grant, uh, not Grant Cardone, um, anyway, the other really popular guy that has big, big multi day event things that everyone loves, and I can't remember his name right now.
2: Tony Robbins.
3: Tony, Tony Robbins, thank you. Thank you. Because can he I remind you
4: up. that Chris Renfro is watching right now? Just gonna say that you're gonna have some explaining <laughs> to do for the doctor in pajamas comment and the living in the mom's basement comment. Um, and I I'm totally well, backing actually, you up I in the say, it, chat, but I'm not really backing up in the chat because I love. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll All be turning the, so. <laughs> the
3: Chris Renfro corner in a minute. But okay. the point is, for the longest time, giving back for me meant that I, I had no money to give back. The only thing I could do was just be nice to people and help them because as I'm building responsive bid, I could, I could burn through cash faster than I could bring it in by a long shot. I mean, I sold my cleaning company and Rachel never saw, my wife never saw a single dollar of that company, um, which I, first I, I pillaged the company like a piggy bank. And then when I sold it, it was like, I won the lottery and then I lost all that. But I mean, I have a lot to show for it now, but the <laughs> point is, is that giving back was something that I always wanted to do. And our business, as you know, has grown quite a bit and responsiveness gained, gained quite a bit of popularity and people are starting to understand sales systems and blah, blah, blah. So we became cash flow positive a few years back and um, giving back started to mean different things. Part of the reason we turned the, the corner is because of Chris, I was able to solve my development problem by finding a great connection with someone who i consider to be a brother who has a great work ethic who does work his butt off and he does it for the right reasons for our customers and all these things all came together and we were able to you know really lift up so giving back to me was great i could go out and you know give money to companies well that's dumb like that's you know giving cash doesn't fix any problems it's you know give a man a fish sort of situation so spent some more time thinking about it and level up sort of was born from the concept of saying there's a lot of small business out there that are failing and the reason that they're failing is because they don't know what they don't know so instead of spending money on just giving it to people why don't i help to educate people on what they don't know so that they can rise above and actually learn how to fish so to speak right so i thought about it more and i realized that we as business owners We will always be able to influence the things that we can influence, but we have one extra lever that most humans don't get. And that is, is that as we, you know, in a cleaning business, you're entering people's homes as a software company, I'm entering people's businesses. And so my network is much larger and I have another lever. And so I said, if we're going to already donate $10,000 a year into educating businesses, let's, let's match funds from other business owners who agree with this, this whole crusade. So as we started to develop this, I talked to the conquer program. Um, They obviously that's sort of their boat is teaching and uh, coaching and uh, accountability and all that. And so we talked to Brandon Vaughn and we decided, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put together a program that will allow business owners. Sometimes they've been in business 20 years, but they've just, they've plateaued for the last 19. And so there's a lot of people who just don't understand what, you know, what their goals are and how to get there and what they're missing. So Brandon and I designed sort of the curriculum of it. And then we announced last year to uh response con attendees that we are going to start a program that will help take people out of the pits of despair and, and the, the really yucky times of owning a business. And we're going to help elevate them through knowledge and accountability to be able to grow. And we're gonna give them a hand up, not a handout. And as we responsive it, fund it, we'll match any donation and we didn't wanna make it expensive. So we just said 10 bucks a month. If you'll do 10 bucks a month, we'll turn that 10 into 20. And now we're able to double our resources through um, donations of business owners who wanna help. And Taylor and her husband both went through the program they learned it and at the end there's a lot of other great businesses that have donated to the graduation gifts and the graduation gifts are basically a way to say. Not only did you learn, but when you were held accountable, you had done all the things you said you were going to do. And so, at the end we're going to give you all these really great things and basically give you the diving board to do your most beautiful swan dive into the deep end of the pool as you exit the program and so it's been super fulfilling for me but for Taylor to be able to talk about it and we did our exit interview just a couple of weeks back to be able to hear the the impact that that's having in people's lives it's not just giving back that's the cool thing is we're actually building we're, we're you know again another josh ladder latimerism. second time <laughs> um, we're changing family done. trees right so yeah. I I mean, we're shortcutting,
4: right? Like, Tay, that was her like three or five year plan. And then in three months, like she got to work through a ton of that. So saving her time and helping her and other businesses learn from mistakes and having it be a sense of community. It's really cool. It's really, really cool.
3: Yeah, I'm super proud of you, Taylor. And the thing that people need to understand is, is that part of getting a hand up versus a handout is that Taylor didn't just absorb the knowledge. Um, and Damien didn't either. They had to learn it, do it. And basically prove that they're, that they're Implemented, doing, yeah. implementing it. And they did yeah. it. And the scariest right. thing, for an entrepreneur is walking into the dark like that. And just, you know, you're, you're hearing the voices and people are telling you to do it. But there's a <laughs> lot of times when you're like, do I want to trust these people? Like, I don't, I don't understand how this works. Like that and- time
4: that Tay came to California and we all made her sign up for responsive in five minutes <laughs> and then she had it, it set up by the end of the week. Like that time, Tay. <laughs> Poor Damien. <laughs> Poor Damian.
5: That was my first one. And then I remember um, our coach was like, you know, you're going to start doing in-person estimates. I'm like, I just got so comfortable with ResponsiBit and now you're going to put me in front of people and I have to talk to yeah. them in person. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I don't even know how to like come about doing this and then we doubled our business that next month because we went in and said we're just gonna do it there's no like there's no choice like you just have to take those steps and just like you said go into the darkness and fingers crossed man
0: <laughs> yep. love it love it <laughs> love it so much
5: Um, Uh, We did not talk about Responsicon,
4: and I think that is a graduation gift, and we have Libby saying that she's really excited to be going, so do you want to just mention real quick the greatest sales software for the service industry, aka the only sales?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. well let's let's first say, anyone who's listening, if you want to donate $10 a month to the Level Up Scholarship and become at that point, once you're a donor to the program, you can actually nominate people into the scholarship. Um, So and we're actually looking for nominations right now. So please do just go to synthesize.com. And hopefully someone can type this into the comments, but synthesize.com slash level up. That's how you can learn about the program and also click to to become a $10 a month donor. We are not looking for people. uh, We have a very special guy. Who takes 10 percent of his profit every month and donates it to the level up program that is not wow. normal but he is passionate <laughs> about this and i should also mention he's a canadian um and as a canadian um like i just i don't know why but that just feels like half of his year is like frozen ice and he's still doing that it's just crazy <laughs> to me but, um good good man i'll i i do not think he'd be embarrassed if i told you guys eric kelly is the one that does that but we're really not looking for that. We're not We're not trying to make a, an appreciable difference in your cash flow. We're just trying to give you an avenue to do something that's giving that, you a hand up. So, synthesize.com slash level up. And then, um, responsicon.com, we'll just forward you to the page, synthesize.com slash responsive. But, responsicon.com, um, that is the, the sales conference for the service industry. Here's the thing. We started the program by talking about the difference between a snake oil salesman and a like a doctor approach to selling, and the the huge difference. And a lot of us get scarred by the sale uh, snake oil salesman, and we never want to be like that. So this conference is designed for you to network with other people, to hack with them, and to actually go to what we would consider more of like a workshop conference where you're going and you're learning from a stage, but you're not just being inspired, pumped up, sent home to the To the backlog of work that you have when you get back we're actually we've got video recording rooms set up we've got a teleprompter there so you can actually record videos to put on your website integrate in your sales process um help you with your uh, follow-up process emails text messages postcards all sorts of different stuff happening there and what we what we would hope is that when everybody gets on the airplane to go home after three days not only are they inspired but they accomplished like three or four big things that are all going to make a massive difference to their bottom line and they don't have to go home and do it it's already done and they were able to run it past five, 10, 20 other users uh, well it doesn't have to be responsible users because it's not just a responsive conference it's anyone in the service industry you'll talk to other attendees and beat it up it's actually already been beaten up and used and of course when you get home you might not have the same success that someone on the other coast had uh, but you will have a starting point and uh that starting point will be far better than just your own brain you know how one plus one equals three sometimes when you're when you're working with other people so um someone's saying you know i tried that but i ran into this problem and you know oh okay well i'll use this person's experience to modify my idea so anyway it's, a, it's an awesome conference designed 100 percent for you to improve your sales process and to become um less and less like a snake oil salesman more and more like the DNA of you and something that you can replicate over and over again
4: love it. i feel like you just said a <laughs> lot of amazing words that people are going to probably take some time to digest um but we will all be there all five of us will be at ResponseCon this year so that's yeah. a dream team i think along with a you know uh, 120 of our closest friends who will be six feet apart. Um, And that's (laughs) awesome. And uh, Jeff, Jeff was terrified of video and Kurt, it took him two years, but Kurt got him and a professional videographer, he got him in front. He helped him with a copywriter, write his sales scripts, write his video scripts. He's got several of them built in and uh i have all sorts of math equations about how the conference pays for itself but uh you do double your conversions when you have video so it's really just like investing in more sales um as long as you are willing to go and try and be and you as a
3: business owner the more you can get yourself like most humans will live their life doing whatever they touch will basically be changed but as a business owner you get like a big megaphone whatever goes through your employees, any of your customers that deal with you, you have this massive ripple effect, because of your entitlement as a business owner, and whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. So that's what we say is be intentional about it. And Megan did bring up a really important point. This is normally like a very huggy conference. I'm a, I'm a hugger. Um, this is uh, uh, normally very interactive, we would normally be breathing and spitting all over each other, like as we're yelling at each other across the table. But <laughs> This year we are not helping. (laughs) (laughs) You're not helping. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) This year we're going to change. We 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 just need all the attendees to know this is going to be a different year, and it's not going to be the right year for some people. We've already gone down from 300 seats. The hotel's taken us all the way down to 200. Now down to 100 plus vendors. Um, it's going to be different this year. We're gonna, we're gonna try and keep it as much the same as we can, but our numbers are gonna be very small, which in some ways will be nice because it'll be more intimate. But this is a nonprofit event. I'm not putting it on to make cash anyway. So we're already just kind of stretching the cash to make sure that we make the event as good as it can be. You're gonna fly to Phoenix, Arizona, and then you're going to basically put on a mask. You'll take that mask off when you go into your room or when you're eating. And that is the conference. Like you are going to do that you're going to get your temperature checked when you walk into the room there's going to be someone there checking your temperature and i know it's annoying i know that you're there's going to be people <laughs> go i'm not going to an event like that and i don't blame you if you don't want to come because of that i totally get it but out of consideration for the fact that number one this is how events in 2021 at this particular hotel that's the only way an event's going to happen number two there are people there that i love and care about who care for their parents, who have children with uh, immune autoimmune disorders, who, um, you know, whatever, like, whatever the case may be, whatever your feelings are on whether masks work or not, we've been told by the powers that be people who know a lot more about biology than me or anybody on Facebook knows, that have said, wearing a mask helps. So we're going to do it. And we're going to do it the best we can because we're overachievers at ResponseCon, and so when we know that something works, we're not just gonna do nothing. We're gonna do it. And so when people come, if you feel uncomfortable with any of that and you say, "I'm gonna wait till 2022 to go to your conference where we can start spitting on each other again," then that's cool, and you can go to the spitting table. <laughs> but the point is, is that uh, you need I'm like really a excited Kurt for the event. Boot. But we had to like
4: a model. We need like a Kurt hugging booth for 2022. <laughs> yeah, and you could like booth. donations to level up. You know, like hugs from Kurt Kempton. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we've officially run really long. <laughs> do
0: we want to do a round of homework real quick? We can sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Tay. You want to do some homework? Maybe you could post the level up information. Maybe yeah. that would be cool. People could that's- check it out.
5: Yeah, cause I don't know, I couldn't get on to see what y'all talked about. So okay. I'm going to post the level up um, link in the group, and I encourage you guys to all check it out and make sure you can sign up for that $10 donation if you can.
3: And if your Love company it. is in the red right now, if your company's in the red, don't 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 feel like yeah. you need to donate. Yeah, if don't. your company's in the black though, please consider donating towards people that you're trying to to raise the tide for. Love
4: it. I need help on sales homework. Uh, <laughs> let's do favorite sales book. You mentioned three. And oh. we did book recommendations last week and that was kind of fun. So favorite sales you know what?
3: book. Delivering Happiness by Tony okay. Shea, And his name is spelled T-S-I-E-H, I think. He's the founder of Zappos. Delivering Happiness. Yeah. I would recommend everybody read that book and anybody who does sales for your team reading that book.
2: Good one one perfect love it it's about culture too
3: so yes well well okay. <laughs> it is about culture but it's about you know selling for all the right reasons and, and the culture of course is deeply deeply tied into that
0: yep and i am going to do a systems homework because our folks on the phones actually do disqualify people and i'm gonna ask you to list five disqualifiers in your business this week that would help your people on the phone Identify if this is not a good customer for you because putting those people in that disqualified bucket is incredibly valuable information. And if that means creating a tag in your CRM of disqualified, if that means, you know, making them somehow identifiable, it's super important. So I'm going to make you list five of the things that do not work. If they are your customer uh, of your business. So how to disqualify peeps.
2: I like it. (laughs) Yeah. And I was sitting here thinking, oh man, I don't want to have the career ladder as homework again. So (laughs) I thought of something different. I want you, Kurt touched on this. um, And this is actually the very first session of what I teach in Level Up is that you identify what you want, what you want to happen. And to identify what you want to happen in your company, you first have to say what you hate is happening in your company (laughs) right now. So Kurt had 12 pages. I'll follow Michelle and say, list five things that are happening in your company. And you hate those things. And then you need to pick the top one or two and figure out what you're going to do about it. So. That's my hope.
3: If they list five, they're going to have 500. I I just guarantee. (laughs) Because listing what you hate is so much easier than listing what you want.
5: Yeah love it and if this is your first time
4: joining fight club the way the homework works is we have a private facebook group where you can join and we will help hold you accountable we post our homework each week based on the area of expertise that we just offered and we will help hold you accountable the theory is if you could do one of our homework assignments you don't have to do all four or five sometimes have five if you could do one (laughs) every week you will be moving the needle on your business you will be improving your systems your culture your finances and your marketing strategy every single week and getting better. Cause that is the goal of Fight Club for Business is to help you
0: fight for your business. So uh, Michelle, do we have a quote of the week maybe? We do have a quote, of course we do. And it is from hey. Siva Devaki. That's an interesting name, Siva Devaki. And uh, they say that sales is not about selling anymore, but about building trust and educating. And responsive is all about that. So enjoy your week, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us in the Fight Club. Have an awesome
4: week and keep fighting,
3: <laughs> fighting. Oh, bye. bye. next Tuesday. Thanks. We love you. Thanks. Oh, I love, you. I love you ladies so much. Okay. Kind of right. Bye.
0: Connect with fight club for business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash fight club for, as in the number four business
2: my club for business